Hello and welcome to Super Informed Radio, the official Unisuper podcast. I'm Lyndon and this is our monthly investment podcast. Well, we are two months into the new financial year and we are still seeing market volatility. With me to talk about what's been happening in markets and what's coming up this month is David Colosimo. He's a highly experienced economist and investment manager and he works in our investment team. David, welcome. Thanks, Lyndon. David, in last month's podcast, we were talking about the rebound in shares in July, but August has been a bit more mixed, hasn't it? Yeah, Lyndon, that optimism uh, did initially continue into August, but risk sentiment has definitely turned more negative in the last couple of weeks, and so we've seen a lot of those earlier gains reverse. So Australian shares were broadly steady in the month, but US shares were down around 4%. Now, in the US, weakness was very evident in the tech and healthcare sectors. Now, tech weakness was quite broad-based, but was most evident in uh, NVIDIA. Now, that's a company that designs computer chips, and their share price fell after they reported weaker consumer demand and excess inventory. I suppose on the upside, uh, the energy sector was again a standout. What do you put the broad change in sentiment down to? Well, if you had to put it down to one thing, I think you'd have to say it's the US Federal Reserve. So looking back a month or two ago, uh, the market started to see signals that some of those supply chain issues that have plagued the global economy were starting to ease. There was this sense that perhaps the Fed wouldn't have to tighten as aggressively and, and maybe the economy could achieve a soft landing rather than a recession. Uh, But over the past month, we've seen a number of Fed officials have been pushing back against that narrative. So this culminated in a speech last week by Federal Reserve Chairman Powell, and he made it quite clear that bringing down inflation is the Fed's number one goal, that it's going to take a sustained period of higher rates, a weaker economy, and a soft labour market to do so. Now, remarkably, he also said that any pain that was involved was an acceptable price to pay to get inflation back to target. Now, so he wasn't explicit, but he does there seem to be acknowledging that a recession is quite a likely outcome. And in fact, that likelihood of recession continues to be quite a large global theme. Um, Over the past month, there's been a continued escalation in energy costs in Europe. Um, The need to ration this energy has made a recession there all but inevitable. Uh, Meanwhile, in the UK, the Bank of England is also forecasting a recession now. So it looks like tighter policy everywhere then? Well, not quite everywhere. Uh, The Chinese economy remains weak uh, and the government's been struggling to get the economy going again amidst COVID lockdowns. Um, There's also been risk of failure in a number of housing developers. Now, in response, the Chinese central bank have delivered a surprise rate cut this month. Uh, And the state council has announced uh, some stimulus packages to boost demand and trying to ensure that those stalled housing projects are completed. Turning to Australia now, we've had a lot of Australian companies release their financial results this month. What did reporting season tell us about the state of the Australian economy? Well, at this point, it seems like Australian companies and the economy are actually still travelling pretty well. Um, If you want to look at specific results, you could take the JB Hi-Fi result, for example. You really didn't see any sign of a slowing in sales momentum there. Um, Meanwhile, if you're looking at the banks, uh, CBA was showing no signs of stress or arrears in any of their loan book. 
Now, overall, compared to what the market had been expecting for these earnings results, there were definitely more companies beating expectations than missing them. And across the total market, earnings are up about 20% compared to last year. Now, a lot of that is because energy and mining companies have enjoyed big increases because of those higher commodity prices we've seen. But even if you look through that, you're seeing solid growth in the banks, in property trusts, and a lot of the broader industrial companies as well. I suppose if we are looking for negatives, uh, we are seeing signs that inflation pressure is starting to weigh on margins, but it's also been boosting revenues as well, so profits have held up actually quite well. Uh, We also have seen that the dividends that companies have been declaring have been a bit lower than expectations, uh, but we have seen a lot more companies opting to do buybacks. So what about expectations for the future? Like how are the management teams at companies seeing next year? Well, their views on next year have definitely been a bit more negative. And so then over that past month, when analysts take those comments, they're continuing to cut their forecasts of earnings for next financial year, as they believe that the economy has passed its peak. Now, the most aggressive cuts to earning forecasts have been in the mining sector, but they have been quite broad-based elsewhere. So overall, total earnings growth is now expected to be only modestly positive in this coming year, um, and profits in the mining sector are actually expected to fall. So what are we looking ahead to in September, David? Well, clearly, I think monetary policy remains the main focus. Now, the Fed announced their next decision on September 21. So between now and then, they'll continue to assess the activity and the inflation data. Now, they've delivered a couple of oversized increases to rates of three quarters of a percent. Uh, Given how much they've tightened, it will soon be time to slow down that pace of hiking. Similarly, the RBA meets on September 6th. Now, outside of housing, there are few signs yet of any slowdown in activity from the rate hikes that are already delivered. We're also now starting to see some action on the new federal government's policy agenda. So it'll be interesting to see what comes of Treasurer Chalmers' Jobs and Skills Summit on the first two days of September. It certainly will. Uh, David, thank you again for joining us and we'll chat next month. Thank you, Lyndon. That's a wrap for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, A quick reminder, if you want to get notified when these podcasts drop at the start of each month, simply subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always check the podcast page on our website, unisuper.com.au forward slash podcasts. Unisuper is the place where bright minds and passionate people strive to think great and create a future worth retiring for. So if you'd like more information about our investments, visit unisuper.com.au. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. This podcast is of a general nature. It doesn't take into account your personal financial situation, needs or objectives. Before you make decisions about your super, we recommend you seek financial advice. Also, consider the product disclosure statement and target market determination that's relevant to you. They're available on our website. The past performance of any investment options we discuss isn't indicative of their future performance, and it's worth noting that by talking about certain companies, we aren't endorsing them for inclusion in your personal portfolio.